Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly spin-off podcast where I sit down with my ex-cop dad and we just talk absolute shite. I'm Paul Verhoeven, and my dad, John Verhoeven, is over in Sydney. Now, Dad, at this point, people have probably spent a week on tenterhooks because last week you teased the fact that there was a pretty noisy party. Mm. Over not pretty noisy. Well, you said it was like the noisiest party ever. Ever, ever. It was the noisiest party. You can't have a party that's noisier anywhere in the world. Okay. If you were living next to Cape Canaveral during the launch of the Apollo mission, you said Cape Canaveral. I didn't say Kate. Yeah, it's named after it actually. Paul, it's like you said tender hooks. It's tenter hooks. I never said tender hooks. (laughs) Fuck. Tell you what, write me a memo and call me in the morning. Okay. <laughs> Paul? Yeah. Anyway, there's this bird called Kate, right? She's having a loud party. No, okay, so, as a police officer who has responded to noise complaints, and as somebody who has a very short fuse when it comes to loud noises, is it ever is it ever tempting to, like, just rock up and sort of take the law into your own hands? I wish. The yeah. things that went through my mind yeah. <clears throat> that night, and Christine's mind... But not just our minds. It was... But there's, can I just start... There's a bit of a sort of a backstory to this. Of course. You take <clears> it back <throat> to the very beginning. Well, um, see, there's a particular person, weirdly, in this story. Yeah. And he... If you sort of go back during to the absolute sort of terrible COVID times when things were very serious and, and, and we were locked down and, you know, masks were mandatory in this area, if not across the entire country. And there was one particular gentleman in our suburb who had flagrant disregard for masks, but and everyone kind of would observe him. I used to look at him with disdain because when he'd go to the local coffee shop, all the baristas were wearing masks all the staff wearing masks, he would literally lean through 
the the portal where you know the coffee's passed out to the customers mm. and the, and these this particular coffee shop was really trying to do the right thing with social distancing they'd taken all that you couldn't get into the cafe that all the chairs were you just couldn't dine in um social distancing uh, bearing in mind listeners that this was in the kind of the worst stage of this you know pandemic mm-hmm. and basically he 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 scoffed and the the consensus with him was that he thought the whole thing was a complete and utter joke and i kind of understand that people are more than entitled to their own views but the staff were really kind of they were sort of trapped in this sort of like a cave and they had this guy sort of lunging in and he was so almost i just i just had absolute contempt for this guy but it turns out that he owned this building, so it's about a four-story block of units, um, and it's pretty well on Sydney Harbour, and it's worth, um, I would say, conservatively between twenty and thirty million, and he sold it about six months ago, and you know when they had open days, there's no parking in our area, so. Some of the prospective buyers would drive into our um, into our car park here, and I remember this lady in a big four wheel drive who just had so much sort of she just I'm trying to think of that right right phrase where she was just dripping money, and she just thought that she could park anywhere, so she parked me in my oh, ute. Entitlement. Entitlement. And she, when I went out and spoke to her and said could you move she didn't say oh yes i'll move she said no no i'm i'm not going to be long and i said but i can't move my ute and she just got out of her four-wheel drive and just sort of walked away with total disregard and contempt for me and she went to the viewing of this place now this story is actually going to come together quite quite neatly okay um and then ultimately they sold the entire building to one family. And then the family have decided to give each child basically a floor. And this is incredible real estate. When you say child, how old are we talking about? They're in their 20s and 30s. So you're talking about extraordinarily biblically rich people. Correct. Who've given their biblically rich 20-something-year-old children a floor each in yeah. a multi-million dollar house overlooking... Uh, an know. apartment. So each... Yeah. I think there are four apartments in this yep. complex. And, 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 it's, and then part of a backstory, which again, listeners, creates a little bit of sort of history as to where this is all going. A very good friend of mine... I've got to be very discreet here, but let's just say that he holds a position in local government. A few days ago, he told me that three or four years ago, the the gentleman that didn't wear the mask that owns this building that sold it six months ago, he encroached with his garden into a very famous public park. In other words, he just decided that he was going to claim part of a very famous park on Sydney's harbour front for his 
private use. I think this episode should be called "Eat the Rich." Paul, continue, it's just please. so. Yeah, it's, it's just fun. it's an it's a story about entitlement, and it and and it's a story about how some people don't give a flying fuck about anyone. They have contempt, but this guy had contempt for the law because what happened was, of course, he went to court. He was fined $3 million, okay, which he paid. So these people, they're just, you know. So he sells the the, the block. It's, uh, as I said, it's three or four, what can only be described as magnificent, world-class. If these were in Monaco, New York, Paris, London, Milan... Anywhere in the world, they would be regarded as exceptionally stunning. Mm. And anyway, a couple of, I guess in the last month, there's a rooftop terrace. Um, so, And I've sort of been a bit cagey, not cagey, but I've sort of done research because I could go back through a very famous international real estate company that I will not mention. Yeah, We probably all know who they are. They only deal in the high end in the world. And they had aerial shots. They'd obviously used a drone because I needed to get a sense of what the top floor looked like. And it's just this almighty um, entertaining area off the unit. And it's the size of at least a tennis court. Okay. So they've been having some parties over the last few weeks. And then last Saturday at 4 o'clock, in the afternoon, the music started. And how loud was the music? Well, our apartment, which is about maybe, I guess, 70 metres away, yeah, was vibrating. Okay. You could hear the windows sort of shuddering. Christine and I closed all the windows, all the doors, and... We couldn't watch the TV. Well, we could watch it, but we couldn't hear it. Right. This is four in the Arvo. <clears throat> now, you get this sense of dread, um, and I'm sure that all the listeners that are listening to this podcast, and I'm sure most people, you know, have experienced a diabolical party. Yeah. But this particular party, we just realized, because they had a professional DJ... And in fairness to the DJ, I think... The music was good? Really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was just... And I tried to kind of use that rationale... To kind of find a psychological loophole correct. into coping with it. Yeah, to okay. cope. And, and let's face it, it's four in the Arvo. Now, the, the law surrounding offensive noise yep. does not have a specific time. Doesn't it? No. See, that, thought- that, that, it's a myth. Oh, okay. okay. It, 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 it used to be yep. that it had to be a certain time and then you could sort of contact the police and they'd then come round if it was deemed offensive. It's a subjective thing, by the way, offensive. Right. And I guess loudness is subjective as well um, because if you're deaf, um, no, nothing would bother you in terms of loud parties. But we had a sense of dread and we just had to suck it up and your brain goes into this sort of weird dimension where time becomes very sort of um, different. It becomes rubbery. 
because you're trying to cope. And yeah. I said to Christine, look, let's just go for a drive in the ute. Let's just get out of here. But that's kind of a bit sad, really. It's driving away, then you come back and, you know, you've, the ute starts vibrating. There's a sense of dread. But we sucked it up for a long time. It got dark and it got louder. And there were people rocking up. The people that were rocking up were in their 20s and 30s, incredibly well-dressed, all basically getting Ubers. So we realised that, you know, this was a party and people were coming from from a long way away. But there was a certain, I guess, thread that went through the guests. What do you mean? Um, You could say that, you know, I guess they were of a certain socioeconomic status. Rich kids. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, and it was just getting worse and worse and worse. And then you become sort of irrational and I certainly become very stressed. Christine's very upset. And then we started to notice that neighbours and people that we've never seen before, mm. bearing in mind where we live is... Well, you know where we live, Paul, and it's there's some serious you know, real estate in this area. And there were all these people. And when I say people, I'm talking more than 10... 12 people, like residents, were coming and just walking into the street. People were actually walking past this party and disconcertingly, because let's come back to the fact that the music was really kind of like this was a proper DJ. This was no amateur. I think they'd hired some possibly, dare I say it, even maybe slightly famous DJ because people were walking past and they were filming. They were sort of turning their cameras on on, and sort of filming the top of the building, even though they couldn't see, but they could hear, just to get sound grabs of this. It's like being at a concert. In fact, it was actually like being at a concert, at a live concert, kind of in the front row, next to the 12-foot-high speakers, and that's not actually being in the party. And then I, I remember I had no shoes on, and I walked across, and I actually went up the side of the building, and they'd wedged a door open in this building that allowed access and egress for all the guests they obviously couldn't buzz the people upstairs can you imagine or do you know why that you couldn't buzz people because they hear the buzzer correct they would never have heard the buzzer so there was this stream of people and i started walking up the stairs and to these well-dressed people i must have looked like a crazed madman because i was wearing shorts t-shirt and no shoes and I just started walking up the stairs and there's just people and I said to them I said what what's what's the story and I said do you realize and by then it was about six o'clock I know the listeners are going to go John six o'clock give it a break but it was it was deafening and there was a lot of agitation you could sense real drama in the streets and when the public feel powerless that's when things can get pretty pretty bad. Anyway, Christine and I, we called... Now, here's the thing. We've both been in the police force. It's a Saturday night, and the local police station is King's Cross Police Station. Yep. Probably, in terms of policing in Australia, it's the number one suburb, I dare say, in this country for action on a Saturday night. It's a it's a magnet for people just coming to the cross, strip clubs, it's everything's opening up, you've got prostitutes, you've got it's it's just a cacophony of 
of sort of it's like this crazy place and the police are so busy and but we knew that this was going to deteriorate into a diabolical situation you couldn't hear yourself think inside your own home with the doors and windows basically locked tight it was just i i'm i just even thinking about it and i'm really trying to convey to the listeners how bad it was and there was a tension in the air so reluctantly we called the police and we prefaced the call by saying look we're ex-police we we know you're working at an incredibly busy station we know that this is going to sound weird we know you're going to prioritize this at the very bottom of the list but you have got a party that's going to escalate into a shitstorm and it's out of control in terms of the just the sheer volume if it had have been noise emanating from a registered club or a or like a nightclub they yep. would have had their license revoked the licensing police would have gone in and they would have shut it down. If it had been a pub in any capital city with this volume, it would have been shut down. Okay. But okay. It's, a, it's a home. The problem is mm. that that once the party's really firing, the it becomes difficult to access the actual, to even pinpoint who the occupants are. So when... So Christine calls, I call. We waited probably over an hour, which is not surprising even though we thought that the the, the the action from the police perspective in terms of the suburb would not have um, the, the, the real action for the evening wouldn't have started yet but every time that we called and every time every single other because we found out by talking to people on the street that everyone had been calling flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. By the time um, it was about seven o'clock, it's dark, one police car rocks up with two um, very junior police officers. Uh-oh. And I'm watching them. They, You've been there before. Jesus. I've been there. Yeah, I've been to noisy parties where... As a junior officer. As know. a junior... Yeah. And yeah. I've been intimidated by the occupants. And, and basically remember that time when they just grabbed the microphone. It was ahead of like the, one of the top people in the Australia, Australian Navy down on Balmoral Beach. And they got the microphone and put the spotlight on the two of us and said, oh, here, here are the police here to you know, ruin everything. And we went back to the police station that, that night and they got a lot more complaints and the sergeant said, I'll deal with it. And we went back and then he just reefed the entire system out of the wall and told everyone to fuck off, basically. Yep. But that's, the, the, right, that's, that's the 80s. But right now, you've got two junior officers rocking up. What time is it at this point, by the way? Well, I, I don't want to sound like... I, I just know at this no, juncture no, no. people... I think that in, your, in your defense, I think you prefaced this well enough. If you are literally... If everything in your room is... if you, you know, If you're several doors up and everything's vibrating in your apartment, it doesn't matter what fucking time it is. No, I, I know. I know. But, but also, the street was filling with, with, with residents. And, and I, I guess from a plus, I got to talk to and meet some people that I'd never met before that were really fast there were some fascinating people you know really really decent genuine and not, people don't want to be a party pooper but you can have parties that's fine but this was next level i've i'm 62 years of age i've 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 been to a lot of parties obviously in the police force i went to an an incredible number we used to do our average 15 to 20 noisy parties per car yeah on a saturday night in North Sydney. That's per car. And sometimes you had four cars. So you're talking, what, up to 60 noise noise complaints. So it's nothing new. But with the technology and the speakers, it, and it's outdoors, basically. And noise travels. And it's near water, so it would have travelled across Sydney Harbour to suburbs that are, you know, 10 kilometres away, without a doubt. And the police, we watched them. They walked up the side a few minutes later, and we and everyone is—you can just sense that everyone is expecting the noise to drop. That's a given. That always happens at a noise complaint. People always are very compliant. They cut the noise, at least while the police are there. There was no reduction in noise levels. The police walked out, and I'm thinking, and the the the, the party was so loud that I—it was literally—if you had been close by, your hair would have been blowing, like in a wind tunnel. These two police officers sit in their car for maybe at least 10 minutes. They're just sitting there. And then they drive off. And I'm just... My heart sank and I thought, this is this is bad. This is not right. And then over the preceding hours, the party just ramped up and up and up. And it became so loud that it was a form of torture. <clears throat> and I know, listeners, I'm... I, Hand on heart, I know that I'm prone to exaggeration, so I guess I've used so many of my golden tickets to explain various feelings and emotions, but in terms of noisy parties, this was the worst I've ever heard in my life. It's the worst Christine has ever heard. There was literal, there was almost anarchy on the street. And what happened then, because I, I, I went to join the whole group of people that were sort of standing at the entrance, and people were coming out of the party because people were leaving, you know, starting to leave, and... And, of course, people take out their resentment and frustration on people that are leaving the party. And I remember I said to this huge guy, uh, and he was a big guy, I said, 
I said, you're complicit. And he looked at me and he said, why am I complicit? And I said, because you went to the party. I mean, I was, I was losing it. But I was really angry. And I think people were starting to get a bit scared because they were worried that I would actually go crazy. And I actually fantasized about running up the street and crash tackling this guy, which is insane. But I was, I lit, I was actually losing my marbles. Meanwhile, everyone who's standing there, it's so loud, you almost had to shout to people on the street to be heard over this music that was about two floors above us. It's You have to give credit to the the engineers that manufactured speakers of such a high quality that didn't distort. And if you had have had a decibel meter there, it would have blown the little diodes out of the machine. They would have just, the little arrow would have ended up on the street. Okay. The police received that night, listeners, more than 70 complaints, and yet they never sent police back. It was a complete farce. And every time we'd call the police, and and this is corroborated by every single person that I spoke to, they got the same response from the police. We have a very, very serious incident and we can't spare any police. Now, at this juncture, I would like to say that they would have or could have sent the supervising sergeant, they could have sent the mounted police, they could have sent the civil disobedience, they could have sent, certainly could have sent highway patrol... There are so many things they could have done. And not only did it ruin a lot of people's night, but it gave the people, the occupants of this party, carte blanche to basically say, well, nothing's happening. We are a power unto ourselves. We can do what we like. We don't give a flying fuck about any single person. We are totally... We have disregard for the neighbours. And then when I started to think about it, Paul, I started to realise that it actually not the noisy party that's the terrible thing about this story it's the conceit and contempt by the owners to feel that they can do what they like and and they are above the law and that's the bad part of the story the next day i'm you know you wake up in the morning and it's really quiet and kind of it's like a bad dream Mm. and you kind of think you know what it was really bad, but you can't actually remember the noise. That's how they get away with it, though. They, you know, they assume that people are just going to forget about it. Yeah, right? and the owner of the yeah. building, he is building a mansion on the other side of the park. He has he is renting back the an apartment within the, the building. He's out on the road, and some of the lovely residents. And I'm talking some. I I'm not going to be specific about some of the neighbours, but let's just say that they are... They're kind of really lovely, but they're in important positions in society and everyone felt powerless, which which is really an interesting sort of side issue. Mm. But this lovely guy who lives a few doors down, and I met him the night before, an American guy, he's a a top journalist and he's he's relatively well-known. He's having a conversation in the middle of the road with this owner, the guy that used to refuse to wear the mask. And I I became insane. It was two in the Arvo on Sunday. And I just, I put my pants on and I put them on inside out. And I ran out onto the street and I ran down towards this guy like a, like a crazed zombie. And I just started berating him and he... 
Oh my god. Now this is where I've got to come clean, listeners. Oh dear. I wrote a note. And it was a terrible note. I used the C word. Okay? And I stuck it on the door early that morning and I buzzed the unit. Because I thought maybe they'll wake up and like at least I'm waking them up, which is kind of cool. In fairness, it was 7 a.m. And I stuck this... It was very eloquent, the, the note. I'll show it to you. <laughs> Hang on, no, no. Do you Paul, have a copy? Did you take a photo of it? Yeah, I've taken a photo. Okay. And But what happens, listeners, this is the madness, and this is the part of the story, I guess, listeners, where you'll really start to relate to you know me as a character. I penned this note. I re- sort of tore the page out. I got sticky tape. And not just a roll of it. I had it on one of those little dispensers. Put the dispenser in my pocket. Went across the road. Taped it to the entrance to that particular apartment. Because I'd done research. Um, in fact, one of the one of the neighbours contacted one of the leading real estate agents on earth. That he knows. He knows the principal. Uh, we're talking major real estate agent. And spoke to them very late. And, and demanded the name of the owner that they'd... You know, they'd sold that place and through that we got the name, we got the apartment, we got all the details. So we'd sort of come with some, with some facts. I, 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 I write this very eloquent but pretty crude note, a big note. On a, on a whole, I took up a whole A4, yeah. taped it to the glass, left the building and I'm sort of, I come back into our apartment and I'm looking back down at the at sort of the side of the building and this this woman comes out and she she's dressed in her leotards and she goes down the road and I quickly run back and the note's gone. And then I realised that she'd taken the note. So the note had only been up for about three minutes and I went through, this is going to sound insane, but I opened up all these big bins and there was the note with a slight tear in it. So I went, because I needed to go back and check the note out because I hadn't photographed the note. So I then took it out of the bin. The sticky tape was still attached to the paper and I restuck it. On the door, photographed it. Hang on, the person who tore it and took it off, did they live at the apartment? Is that yes. Okay. Yeah, she is the, as it turns out, I, she's the wife of the, of the crazy guy. So okay. what happens that afternoon when my friend's sort of trying to have this fairly, you know, sort of rational discussion with this mad guy, I've run You're- down and completely, <laughs> li- literally just come in and just blown, taken the conversation to the next level and they're going, who is this crazy guy? The American guy knew me and he was secretly, I know he was really pleased because I was uttering expletives that he possibly had never heard before and I'm just going on and this guy, and this guy, this madman, he looks at me and he says to me, and this is so heavy, he said, maybe it was the language I was using to him and the way I was, but he, he looked at me and he said, you, um, he said, you, um, you wrote that note you wrote the letter get ready for this listeners he says it was so foul and i was having my grandchildren around that afternoon don't worry about the fucking party that's ruined the lives of all these people he said get ready for this he says i'm having my grandchildren around this afternoon and i didn't want to see a note with such offensive language on it i was ready to fucking throttle this prick and he's just a He's a turd. And then Christine just came up to me then and she gesticulated with one arm and she's saying she was watching this whole thing and Christine said to me that he raised an arm and threatened to punch me, but I was so insane that I didn't see that. It's a shame he didn't punch me. 
Um, and then he just pisses off. So that's the level of drama that this event has has caused. And we're and you know, I said to this guy, I said your building was vibrating and shaking. I said, didn't you hear the party? Because he's living in this building. And he said, no, we were watching the footy and then we went to bed. And I said, you're an effing liar. I said, you're a liar? I said, how? I said, but we understand also, because I heard from another source, that he's renting back from the owners and, um, and as if he's going to shit in his own backyard. Dad, anyway. the... The monstrously wealthy will always f- look fuck over it's, everyone. It's else. so it's bad, just... Paul. And then Christine and I, after much deliberation and thought, yeah, and with a, with a, with a touch of sort of with a tinge of sort of regret and sadness, but also we felt we had to put an official complaint into the New South Wales Police Force. And Christine wrote a most eloquent. Uh, why would you letter. feel bad about? Why would you feel no, bad about because that? because we understand policing. And we understand. And the subject of it is, get ready for this, mm. inaction of police. And Christine's done this amazing letter. So we're waiting on a response because it was just piss poor. Well, look, Dad, let's be honest. We have a bit of a platform here. If there's any cops listening, fucking, like... This no, is... it's just, it's really upsetting. It's, you know, like they use noise, and I've said this bloody ad nauseum on the, for the last three years, they use noise to torture people. It's 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 real. It's... It, it, fucks with you and if you've got a a neighbor i mean christine and i lived next to some cretins once we sold our house that's how bad it was we left it's happening all the time and you know it's just oh fuck it's a nightmare so it's it's and it's close to my heart and you know now i i kind of feel look it's just it, it it made christine and myself reconsider living here yeah that's a big thing that's fucked. Look, I just guess just just keep an eye on it. But if any, come on, listeners, we've got we've got a brains trust here. There's got to be a way to kind of sort this out. I mean, Dad. I mean, we literally have. I I don't want to give numbers, but a lot of people listen to this show mm. around Australia, around the world. I mean, a lot. Mm. And it would be really nice if somebody had an elegant solution for this kind of yeah. fuckery. I mean, who where where is the sergeant who helped you all those years ago at that party? Deceased, Can he come probably. at because if he's not, can he come out of retirement? Look, and just... I, look. In fairness to the listeners, dear listeners, I did speak to a few police that night, ah, okay. and off the record, yeah, when I told them about what we used to do in the eighties, they laughed and said, "Yeah, you know, of course, it would be nice occasionally to be able to do that. You can't do that. Think about this: you're a police officer, you rock into a party, you have got all of a sudden two hundred people potentially filming you." You're fucked. Now, that's a whole nother story, good and bad. So police now, I believe, are becoming so almost... It's almost as though sometimes they've got their hands behind their back. But that's a whole... That's a can of worms, and let's don't go there now. But And I... Look, it's complex. Changing changing world, changing times. Technology, good, bad. You know, it's it's... It's full on, and that it was a, it was a shit night, and yep. I Can hope I recommend, it never happens again. Dad, you just need to you need to find the fuse box around the corner of that building, and next time that happens, just go at it with a hammer. You know. Yeah, but that's what that's, that affects other what? people, and it's and it's and it's and it's, it's malicious damage, and 
you know, you can end up in all sorts of strife. It's not worth it. True. Oh, and by the way, for next week, mm. for Loose Ends, um, maybe we can talk about uh, the trial because mum's, it's finished. Yep. She finished yesterday. and it's Mum's a, just done jury duty on her And it was a big, and... it was a massive, I can say it now because it's finished, it was a major, it was a huge drug drug trial. Oh, amazing. Um, okay, well that's, I mean, look, I'm not, I don't want to celebrate drugs, no, but that was, no. that's, that's interesting. But it's um, a really interesting, but it, but what I found really fascinating was not that part of it, mm-hmm. but it's 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 the jury part of it, and it's the, yeah. it's, it's the machinations behind, and what what it's so fascinating. Well, let's talk about that next week on Loose Ends. I'm so I'm glad the party's over. Please, if anyone has any advice on how to deal with this fucking thing, or if there's anyone, you know, uh, yeah, if anyone has any neat solutions, and as just some. Please hit us up at facebook.com forward slash loose units. Come on, Brains Trust. Let's fix this because this is there's got to be a way to, to. Oh, I'm so mad on your behalf, but I'm really glad you didn't, you know, get punched. Hmm. Anyway, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to another exhausting and strange, but, you know, oddly gratifying episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. We will see you next week for more Loose Units and have a great weekend, everyone. Bye. All the best. Cheers. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.